0: Glad to have you back on the Retirement Pathfinder again. I am Ben George alongside Phil Gusky and Barbara Lane. They are retirement income planning specialists at Pathfinder Wealth Management. And today we are going to hit on a topic that everybody's been asking about. I'll tell you about it in just a second. Let me welcome in Barbara and Phil. How are you both doing?
1: Good. Great, great. How's it going, Ben?
0: Everything's good. It is, uh, you know, just making it. Everything's been uh, pretty good. I can't complain. And anytime you can't complain, it's a good thing. But uh, yep. I want to check in with Phil. I know there's always something going on at the farm, Phil, always. Oh, but what, what's yeah, new? Yeah.
2: Well, uh, you know, we have something really exciting going on. One of the things we want to do is kind of create a sportsman's paradise there. So we've got hunting, you know, we've got deer hunting, we've got pheasant hunting, we've got uh, turkey. Uh, if you want to go over after some coyotes, we can do that too. But now what we've done <laughs> is we decided to uh, add a fishing element to it. and We've uh, created a, a farm pond. We had an excavator come in and uh, we had a gully there, basically a ravine that was uh, spring fed. And so we had them come in and, and put a dam at the end and, and just uh, create a nice farm pond. So it's going to take a while to fill up, but uh, hopefully it'll be a nice place for swimming, fishing, you know, kayaking. It'll be about an acre and a half, maybe two acres. And so uh, that will add another neat dimension to, uh, uh, to all the outdoorsy stuff that we have planned for our friends and family.
1: Yeah, you bet. You know, for the grandkids, how fun. Oh, yeah. You know, what I think is cool about it is you're creating something, too, where they can be outside, outdoors, doesn't cost anything. Right. And, you know, they're away from technology.
2: Right, right. Well, all the neighbors, they want to, you know, they're talking about crashing the party and coming to the beach party we're going to have here (laughs) real soon. Well, it's going to take about a year to to fill up, though. You know, it takes a while for these springs to. To fill up these these big uh, holes in the ground that we create, so that's the biggest thing happening at the farm. Fun and stuff. Very yeah. cool.
0: Very cool. There's always something happening. Always something new. But mm. hey, anytime I see a positive story, I, I, I'm excited about it. You're not getting sick. Nothing's happening there. So everything's right. on the up and up. So that's that's great to hear. Well, let me uh, let me talk about what we're we're getting into today. It's the the fair tax proposal. Um, I know it's been something that's been going on a lot in Illinois, and something you've been talking about quite a bit with your client. So the idea was, let's just address it here on the podcast, because I know know, a lot of people have been reaching out directly to you, but maybe we can provide a lot of information for people that are searching for it right now, try to make sense of it and just get a better understanding.
1: Yeah, we've had quite a few questions on this is true, Ben. And, you know, the idea behind a fair tax or a progressive tax is for people in the lower income brackets to pay less, people in the higher income brackets to pay more. But when you look under the hood, is that really the case? And so what we want to do is share some things with you this morning where that might not be the case. So I just want to reference uh, one of my sources, and that is Adam Schuster. He's the senior budget and tax research director at the Illinois Policy Institute. So they developed a budget for the governor. While well, Pritzker's fair tax would cost a typical Illinois family about $3,500 and about $280,000 in lost jobs. So let's just look at some of this. His proposed rates would raise only about $1.4 billion of his $3.4 billion he's projected that the tax hikes would bring in. Far short of his $14 to $19 billion required for his promises when he was campaigning. But let's just focus on the $3.4 billion. So raising enough revenue to meet the governor's spending under his current proposed progressive plan would require higher taxes for everyone, everyone. So remember, the current state tax on income in Illinois is 4.95 percent. And the state currently does not tax retirement accounts or pensions or Social Security benefits. Social Security benefits are federally taxed, but not all states tax Social Security. Currently, Illinois does not but there are 13 states that do. Well, the governor says the projected tax hike would bring in $3.4 billion. If that were the case, then incomes between $10,000 and $100,000 will be paying 5.3% on the low side, not 4.9% that he's projecting if he's meeting the low side of his spending plan. And they'd be paying about 8.4% if uh, we're going to continue with all of his promises. Incomes between 100 and 250,000 will pay 5.4 percent, not his projected 4.95 percent, and upwards of 8.5 percent if we're going to f- fulfill all of his promises. And then incomes 250,000 and greater, proposed rates start at about 7.75 percent. But under the tax rates necessary to raise the amount of revenue the governor is calling for, it would cost a typical family between 2,400 and 3,500 dollars more in taxes. The typical median income family is seventy nine thousand dollars of income and two kids, so what this means is pritzker's first budget proposal this is his first budget proposal is a bridge for future middle income t- class tax hikes. Phil, you had done some work on that
2: yeah, you know uh, Barb and Ben, uh, you know people don't realize what a chaotic situation we have with the state of Illinois and finances, and what this particular fear Tax law is going to do is they're actually proposing an amendment to the state constitution. And in the uh, amendment itself, it says that the legislature has the right and the opportunity to change the tax uh, percentage any way they want. In fact, uh, this uh, I'm quoting right out of the guide that was uh, given to us from the uh, Secretary of State Illinois. It's a pro and con uh, pamphlet. And it says that uh, the, the amendment, proposed amendment, gives the legislative power power to increase taxes on any group of taxpayers with no limits and no accountability and without any requirements to the additional revenue to fund essential needs such as health, care, education, or public safety and those are the things that the governor is really pushing, but really in in reality, what the problem is is this that we are facing a huge, huge uh, financial deficit and so I want to quote to you some statistics uh, from the better government association as to how bad things are in illinois and so In Illinois, there are 667 government pension funds. This would be cities, this would be counties, municipalities, and there's five state pension systems that are uh, currently in in play. The biggest one is the TRS, the Teachers Retirement System, where there's 133,000 active participants, but there's also 105,000 retirees. The average retiree is age 71. The average income for retiree is $54,000. That particular fund is underfunded by $73.7 billion. It's only 38% funded. Now, granted, the teachers do contribute about 10% to it, but that's not enough to make up for the deficit. The biggest culprits in this whole thing are the assembly people themselves. Now, get this. This is really interesting. In the general assembly retirement system, which is one of the five uh, state pensions, there is 141 active council members or assembly people. There's also 299 that are retired. And the uh, assembly people contribute 11.5 percent of their salary to this pension. Okay, so the average salary for uh, each person that's that's serving there is 67,000 per year. So that's about 7,800 bucks per year that they're contributing to the system. But this particular pension fund, Ben, is underfunded by 314 million dollars. That's huge. Jeez. And the average salary for a person that served in that particular position for 20 years or more is 96,000 dollars. So. In reality, all 141 people contributing in one year's time only contribute enough to fund 11 retirees.
1: And there's 300.
2: And there's, yeah, there's over 340. Uh, there's actually uh, 299. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 300, you might as well say. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. So the, so the people that are the worst uh, offenders and taking the greatest advantage of this particular debacle in Illinois are the, the legislative people themselves. And so, you know, who's watching the hen house here? Right. And that's the problem. And so, the biggest problem that we have with this fair tax proposal is this. You know, they say, well, you know, the legislature has the ability to raise taxes, which they have in the last 10 years, they've raised twice, uh, the taxes in Illinois twice. However, when they do raise taxes, they have to address that to all the citizens in Illinois because it affects everybody. It's a flat tax, right? Now, if they, if they pass this fair tax legislation, Barb, and they can go ahead and they can segment, they can go ahead and they can create different levels of tax where they can raise the brackets, the brackets for, Mm -hmm. for individual, uh, individuals or individual brackets. And they don't have to justify that to those, just those people. Well, what about the other people who didn't get their taxes raised? Are they affected? No. Are they going to complain about it? No. So, I mean, it's really, it's kind of a shell game. It's a political ploy to take care of this. Now, the thing that we have to realize is that this is how much the pension system is underfunded. These are just the five major pensions. There's, like I said, 667 total. We don't know what the other Underfunding, uh, underfunding of the other pensions are. But in Illinois, just the five major ones, it's $133 billion of unfunded future responsible payments to retirees. And Barb, you said that under the latest tax law increase or the latest tax budget that, that Pritzker is going to put through, it's going to raise what, $3 billion?
1: Three, yeah, $3.4 billion.
2: $3.4 billion. <laughs> How, what is that compared to $133 billion? Folks, you cannot let this fair tax... Amendment to the Constitution be voted in because once it's in law, Katie bar the door, they're going to go ahead and raise whatever taxes they want. No justification, no requirement to curb spending either. Unbelievable.
1: Well, and then if you look at, uh, they've been kicking the can down the road for 70 years because we have had underfunded pensions since...
2: In 1949 is when they first yeah. started reporting on this, the Better Government Association. And, and so it's been nothing but a boondoggle. And really, it's it's uh, politicians bringing home the bacon for their constituents. I mean, everybody wants their politician to, uh, you know, to uh, make life better for themselves. But in this guide that I'm reading, this is from the state of Illinois. It says taxes and spending are out of control. Right. The legislature should not be allowed to keep raising taxes until they get their spending under control. That's the con side of this argument. Now, I'm not gonna go over all the pros because quite frankly, it's, it's smoke and mirrors. You know, what they're doing is they're doing basically, you know, they're, they're just trying to uh, say the millionaires and billionaires will go ahead and fund the deficit. It's not gonna affect people in the middle income brackets, people making under $250,000. But that, that, that promise Barb is not in the, it's not in the legislation. It's not in the, in the language of that particular amendment at all. So class warfare.
1: Well, you know, let's just look at an example of uh, the last state that did this. Okay. Connecticut. So back in 1996, the last state to switch to a progressive tax, and they ended up raising taxes on the middle class by 13%. And taxpayers pay more, leading to negative impacts on job growth, on economic impact. People will be leaving the state, and according to Adam Schuster, costing the state of Illinois up to about $43 billion in lost activity. So when Connecticut adopted this progressive tax, it cost their state's economy $10 billion and about 360,000 workers. Wow. What's interesting is just in 2017, Connecticut had the second highest income inequality of any state. Now, fair tax is supposed to bring income equality. It doesn't do that. Mm -mm. So you can look up these numbers at the Bureau of Economic Analysis. Well, in in, uh, 2018, we had 270,000 unemployed Illinoisans. Higher tax rates will only extend unemployment as evidenced by just exactly what happened in Connecticut. But we have to look at the long-term effects of a progressive tax. It's far worse effect on the economy because it lowers the return on capital investments. They deter investments in human capital because a progressive tax system leads to lower income per hour for people that want to work more. Less incentive equals less effort to create additional wealth. If individuals are taxed at a lower rate when they're less skilled and a higher rate when they're more skilled, the returns for becoming more skilled will diminish. Economic growth is going to be affected. But higher tax rates deter people from engaging in the marketplace, which causes a reduction in output, which lowers living standards people will be leaving the state more so than they are now. In the last three years in the state of Illinois, we've lost 30 to 40,000 people per year just in the last three years. So then we say, okay, well, what is the solution? Well, the solution from the Illinois Policy Institute in their Budget Solutions 2020 plan is that Pritzker has to reform the cost of pensions and government worker health insurance. They laid out a plan to balance the Illinois budget immediately, pay off debt, cut taxes, and the S&P, global ratings recently confirmed that Illinois cannot avoid a junk credit rating without a practical reduction in liabilities achieved through pension reform. The other thing that we have going on in Illinois is the uh, future growth of benefits. You know, we have a projected growth rate of between 65 and 7.5% growth every year without any, yeah, without any down years, and it, that's just not practical. So, if spending reforms are adopted, then education and social services and public safety, like you had mentioned, Phil, could, you know, those could all be achieved without tax hikes.
2: Well, yeah. The other thing about this is that they're trying to portray this uh, fair tax amendment as really helping, you know, uh, the schools and the education system. But, but quite frankly, Most of it's going to go to fund unfunded pension liabilities. And so uh, here's part of the the rationale, the justification for uh, Illinois going to this new system. It says a majority of states and the federal government already use the kind of graduated income tax system proposed in this amendment to ensure that wealthy people pay their fair share of taxes. Mm Well, gosh, you know that's like saying, well, you know, I can remember my, my mother saying to me, "Well, if Jimmy's jumping off the roof, does that mean that you should jump off the <laughs> roof too?" You know, okay, all these other states that are are in this system basically have exorbitant tax rates. They're, it's a graduated system, and so you know, it's not true that the the burden will fall to millionaires and billionaires. They're going to figure out some way to get around that. Believe me, believe me, they have smart accountants. They know exactly what they're doing as far as their tax returns are concerned. And they can legally avoid a lot of the excess tax we're talking about here. So it's really still going to fall to the middle income, lower income brackets bar.
1: Right. Well, yeah, it's evidenced by the 10000 to $100,000 incomes. Oh, yes. That bracket alone, just to meet his low, low budget side, is going to be higher than what he's proposing. So then we say, okay, so the conclusion in all this is that all are going to be affected by a fair tax. It's not just higher income earners to the tune of about 2400 to $3,500 a year. And long-term effects of a progressive tax will leave Illinois in worse shape than it's in. Job losses will have increased poverty, as evidenced by Connecticut, reduction in investment, lower living standards, less job incentives. So a progressive or a fair income tax requires a constitutional amendment, which needs to be approved by voters in the November 2020 election. So my sources for this uh, particular podcast are Adam Schuster, if you wanted to look this up. Adam Schuster had a paper called Pritzker's Price Tag, and the other is Crane's Chicago Business, Pritzker's Budget Address. But you don't want to vote in November and just say yes, because you think it affects only higher incomes because it doesn't. So know what you're voting for, because it will include higher taxes in the future. Because one thing to remember, like Phil said, it kind of gives them an open checkbook, well, remember taxing retirement accounts could mm, be in that mm-hmm, taxing, mm-hmm. social security at the mm-hmm. state level could be in that. So read up on this so-called fair tax you owe it to yourself before you vote.
2: Yeah. In fact, the proposed amendment, uh, guide that's given out, and, and we just recommend all of our listeners, if you're known OI resident, make sure you watch for this little blue pamphlet that comes in the mail, become an informed voter. But one of the things it does say in here is that that particular, uh, new tax law or the proposed amendment, will be the gateway toward taxation of pensions, social security, IRAs, 401ks, that kind of thing in Illinois. So be aware, be aware. And now we don't wanna lay this all at at the the feet of the current governor either. I mean, this is something that's happened during a period of time when we had both parties in power, both Republican and Democratic uh, governors and legislatures. So, you know, this has been something that's been brewing for many, many years. And uh, we don't want to go this route because unless we could get them to curb the spending part of this whole plan, uh, it's, it, we're not going to reduce the deficit. There's just no way we can raise enough taxes to do so.
0: Well, I think that's great information. I'm, I'm glad you both laid it all out in such detail because I think it's important that most people don't get into detail on these things. And it's not just a, you know an Illinois thing, it's across the board. You know, I think a lot of us aren't as educated as we need to be on these topics because there's just so much to sort through a lot of times mm-hmm. uh, to get to the bottom of it. And even if you don't live in Illinois, uh, this can still be an important conversation because your state might have something similar happen. And I, I would imagine taxes will be a pretty big conversation. It always is, but at least uh, going forward with, with where we are currently as a, as a country and the debt and everything else that's happening. So it's like very important to pay attention to these tax proposals that are out there and make sure you understand them completely, even if you don't think they affect you. There's probably a pretty good chance they, they actually do. Uh, <laughs> they do in some Absolutely. way. Absolutely. Right.
1: Well, you know, I was going to mention too, Ben, that uh, we have a class Phil and I are teaching called Taxes in Retirement at the end of this month. So that is uh, September 25th and October 1st at the Tabala Center here in Rockford. Give our office a call at 815-399-9806 or, or send us a message at Pathfinder Wealth. You may like to hear about uh, what's going on with taxes since the uh, Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, the SECURE Act, the CARE Act, and how that affects your retirement. So uh, we will be c- talking about all those things at a class called Taxes in Retirement.
0: Great. And that number again, 815-399-9806. You can also find Barbara and Phil online at PathfinderWealth.com. You can get more information there as well. Uh, you know, important to- co- topic of conversation for the residents of Illinois and tax planning in general is just very important for retirement. So I'm glad we, we went through with this today. Good stuff. Yep.